on this Sunday evening. Um, no guest again tonight, so it's just me and thee, Pete. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I forgot. I've got because there's not people to introduce. Peter Ray Allison, everybody, welcome. Hello again. How are you? How's everyone doing? Yeah. I was. I was your jaws. I was your. How was your week off, man? Oh yeah, it's well. I needed a holiday to recover from the holiday, and yeah, it was just basically some time off with the family, away from the four walls, and just have some time together, you know, kind of just chill out a bit and relax. And yeah, it was good in that sense. Then we came home and had like a pile of washing and all the stuff we hadn't done for a week piled up ready for us to do. So then I had to do about another week, just sort all the crap out that we had, that had built up over time. And it's just one of those things of just like, I need a holiday again. <laughs> Man, I had a week off. Um, and you can tell, I'm sorry, I've got, I'm coming to the tail end of a cold at the minute. It's not covid 99.9% sure it's not covered. One, because I've got double jabbed um, ages ago. And two, um, I didn't lose taste and I didn't lose any other stuff. It's just standard cold symptoms. But I was off for a week. Didn't do a lot. Had a good time. Um, went for a drink in the White Lion down the road from me um, with my mates. And the next day felt absolutely grim. And I had one yeah. drink. And one that drink. Might be, that might be the cult a hangover. No, it was definitely not a hangover. It are was you just... sure? Could be you have hit that age, you know, where things start dropping downhill very All fast. All right. All right. Trust I'm 40. me. Trust I'm not me. Dead I, yet. Trust me. I know from experience, lots of experience, and this is why I no longer drink. It's down. It was definitely. I, I had one cider, and it, I literally the next day. Woke up just feeling absolutely grim. So somebody in that place was licking the rim of the glass or something because it was, I just felt absolutely shit. Like, you know, it's a good pub. You know, I like the White Lion. Um, so I'm not downgrading the White Lion. I'm just saying that I came out just feeling grim. So it's maybe, maybe do you know what it is? Maybe it's because it was my, it wasn't even my first time in a group of people because I was in the Ritz for like the Jilly's sort of reunion thing. There was people everywhere and I was fine. <laughs> I was just in the pub. Yeah, I mean, like, I think um, they're opening up now as well, which is quite cool. I mean, yeah. with precautions and processes, protocols in place to minimise risk. Well, yeah, you know what? That's true because um, we went to a Jilly's Rock World reunion night in Manchester. Oh, nice. Um no, that was uh not last week, week before last. Um and you know it, it's just, you know, if if anybody knows what Jilly's Rock World was one of big it was a big place in Manchester. And it's not yeah. a Tesco's it's not a Tesco's Metro Road in Manchester. It's it, no. they changed it. Yeah, man, where have you been? <laughs> well not in Manchester for starters. <laughs> yeah, I it's gone ages ago, years ago. They turned it into they turned it into a um into a Tesco. It was like running jokes, you'd have metlers going into the frozen aisles and kinda of going, you know, rocking out. It's like this used to be the dance nice. floor. <laughs> um but we went to like this reunion gig and a get reunion thing in the in the Ritz in Manchester, and you had to have, um, you had to have you had to be double jabbed, and you had to prove that you were double jabbed, and if you couldn't, you had to take a test before you went in, and I actually thought okay. that was quite good. Um, my drummer, yeah. my old drummer at the time, was giving me all this. Like, bollocks about freedoms and blah 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 and i was like dude yeah the government aren't going I, his thing for was like you know it's like why should i have an app you know because the government's going to sort of kind of keep a tag on me and i was like dude 
you're you're on social media. You're on all these other things. The government's already got a tab on you. <laughs> you know, yeah, having an app that tells exactly. you that you you do or do not have COVID isn't going to be a problem in any way, shape, or form. It's you know, it's right. not a thing. It just get makes it easier for you to get into. You know, it's just like it's like no, no, yeah. no. No, no, no. <laughs> we had this full-on debate oh, about it. I no. said, well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm going in, and the government can track me all they want, and uh, we'll see what happens, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I went they can in. track you going into Rock Knight. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, I, you know, so bo- boring stuff, you know? I'm just going to get super smashed, and, yeah. um, you know. But yeah, so my me and my mate Stay, uh, we had, we could prove that we were double jab, so, you know, that was fine to let us in. Um, my mate... Uh, James, who you know is guitarist in my band, he couldn't. So they basically um said to him, Well, you know, you can have a test and they had these tests. They, they ran out, so we had to run is, over Is it like the lateral flow test where Yeah, lateral flow test. So they they actually ran out. So they ha- he had to go to he ran up to a chemist and got one and then came back right. and proved, you know, I'm fine. And um and they let us in and had a you know great night. A lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, everybody was sort of obviously fine because I came out you know bar a huge hangover, feeling absolutely grim. Um, was fine. But then <laughs> the one because yeah. I, I I'm round here there uh, around in these parts because we're out in the sticks and stuff like that. You do have crazy people. I think you have this view that you know if you know double jabbing is you know wrong or something like that and each their oh, own you're yeah. wrong you, you know if you don't believe in vaccinations yeah. then what the hell are you doing um but exactly. anyway you know there's there's there are some people around here who do that to be honest not that many but there are some and obviously one of them's come wandering local, into that a pub. local minority one of them's gone into yeah. walking into that pub when i was there and i've come out feeling like absolute shit the next day now it wasn't yeah. covid or maybe i don't know i'm not sure what the double jab does you i don't know the science behind it unfortunately um i know it stops you from um does it stop you from getting it does it, no, it stops you from it getting the symptoms it doesn't stop you from getting it it stops you from um, the symptoms basically it lessens this um the degree to which the symptoms affect you see that could have been it. Could, it could you be can it. hustle i could that could be it so i might have had it some some sort of troglodyte who yeah. you know didn't you know you know believes the world's flat and six thousand years old could have wandered in there when i don't want to be vaccinated spread his germs everywhere and then um it's you always know, good just getting yourself just double checking and just having a, you know, a test it, yeah and i was like i i, I didn't it's, i'm pretty much over whatever over you know it, it felt like it you know it, it was a cold you know it was i didn't have any of the other symptoms other than cold symptoms and stuff so maybe it knocked it down a few pegs to just a yeah. cold but whatever well, it was i went in there i felt absolutely grim the next day and um yeah so i'm just about getting over it now I had my first night out about two weeks ago. Um, Curly had taken the kiddies camping, and after a history of club scouting in my teenage years, I've got an I'm allergic to camping now. <laughs> and so basically, Curly took the kiddies camping for the weekend and left me on my own in the house. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? So I immediately got in touch with a mate, PT. Yes, he's also called Pete, which makes things confusing for us. And <laughs> we, we found out there's a rock night in Nottingham called Killy Television. And at the at the South, the, the, the old salutation, as it's known, or more accurately, the South. Yeah, yeah. And went out there and had a good night. The first night out in about, realistically, two years. 
And it was great. Uh, basically, there was no complete opposite to you. There was no COVID testing at all. Oh, okay. There, there was no social distancing, nothing like that. But I came out absolutely, no, but everyone was being sensible. We're maintaining distance other than your circle of friends. And it was fine. The dance floor wasn't as packed. It was like busy people in their own little groups around. That's how it should be. I hate, I hate. One of the, the worst things about going to a club in any way, shape or form is a dance floor that is absolutely heaving. Like I just yeah. don't, under, I don't understand it. I, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like if, you know, when I, when I go to a club and I want to dance, um, I like to break out my air guitar and I like to sort of, you know, I like, I like a bit of space to strut yeah. around and kind of you, you, and do my thing. You have thing. a blast radius to your dancing, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I need blast radius. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. I do. You know, there's, there's definitely area of effect. So I, I yeah. you know, sort of, I need a bit of space and I, I, I hate, I absolutely loathe and detest going to any club where there is a dance floor, which is literally like sardines and all you have yeah. is, literally a bunch of people jammed together literally doing this with their shoulders and you've got a girl or a couple of girls doing this with their fingers and sort of moving their hips and super drunk yeah. and then a guy trying to sort of kind of come on to them and stuff and um i hate it i absolutely hate it man it's just sort of it, just, it does yeah, nothing for me you can't dance because i mean dancing is movement and yeah. grace and moving around it's not like Standing still, Do you know what? And, and, and this is super sad, but like, especially in my in my formative years when I was younger, especially like when I first got to Manchester and stuff, I used to love it when there was nobody on the dance floor. And because that, what you would get is, so in like back in the day when all the rock clubs used to be actually open in, in Manchester, so you had like the Ritz and um, you had Rock Kitchen and you had Jilly's and you had uh, Satan's Hollow, of which you basically oh, yeah. got the Ritz and sort of like. Uh, uh, Satan's Hollow left but at the start of the night all the sort of stuff that kind of I was into and my mates were into all the sort of kind of hardcore stuff um, was played at the start and there was nobody on the dance floor because nobody knew what it was and it's just like yes and you could get on to a huge dance floor on your own have as much space as you want just to rock and around and just dominate it yeah, yeah and it was it was all about having a dance and just enjoying it and stuff yeah. and then what you do is at the end of the night you get to the point where there was just so many people on the dance floor and just, I can't I can't dance yeah. how can I break out my air guitar you know thing when there's people everywhere and stuff and it just I just can't do it it annoys me it actually frustrates me and gets me slightly angry <laughs> one thing that really know. annoys me on the dance floor is those people that try to turn it into improvised mosh pits by barging into each other yeah yeah as if it's as if it's like you know a mosh pit at a gig and it's just like no do not do that yeah i'm i'm no. i'm a bit iffy with like when i was a kid obviously when you're young mosh pits are awesome and crowd surfing yeah. often like i spent most of my time crowd surfing like i remember like even when i first came to manchester um actually pretty much from the ages of 16 to the age of like 1920 no. crowd surfing was yeah. pretty much anything it was all he did Dude, and... you are a big guy <laughs> so that must have been a hell for everyone oh man you. i think one of the last times no not one of the last times well what stopped me crowd surfing as much was i was at a um i was at a i was at a concert in belfast and this would have been ages ago right and reef you know, because you didn't get many good bands coming to Belfast yeah. and stuff like that. But Reef were playing, 
and they were kind of semi rocky. So I was like, sweet, I'm I can yeah. drink outside and I can crowd surf and stuff. Problem is, back home, if you crowd surf, you get kicked out of the gig. So they, they if they catch you, you, you know, and they do this in certain things. You crowd surf, they grab you and they turf you out. And um, so I uh, reef on and I, I crowd surfed and I was like, I've got it on these guys and stuff. They can kick me all, all they want. So crowd surfed, got to the front. Bouncers grabbed me right out. I went, okay. Grabbed me, trailed me out the front. I just went round the, en- the entrance again and came back in. <laughs> and I did this twice. And then the third time, the third time, um, I, I got up the crowd surf. And it was obviously, I was tempting fate by then. Third yeah. time, I was like, I'm indestructible. I'm super drunk. I can't hold. And I got out and I got dropped on my back. The the crowd obviously didn't, you know, hold me sort of long yeah. enough. And I, I got dropped on my back and I hurt myself. And the bouncer who kicked me out twice before just looked at me and laughed. And I was just like, oh. all right, fair point. <laughs> fair point. And he kicked yeah. me out again. And then I just came back, back around again and, and sort of came in. But it was just like... Yeah, I loved it. You know, I loved that. But the thing is, I don't. The point was, when we went to sort of like hardcore gigs, so we went to the Star and Garter, and you had all the guys who were doing like you know they were throwing fists and stuff around. Like I'd stay away from yeah. stuff like that because as much yeah. as I like a, I like a bit of a marsh and a bit of roughhousing and stuff, I don't fancy getting punched in the face. And no, I used that's, to... that's not high in my kind of goals yeah. for uh, you know going to a live gig really. Yeah, and you'd get to that point where you sort of you know you get guys and it was always the big motherfuckers with their shirt off who were literally flying around and sort of like punching and stuff like that so i revert i came uh, and i came from one of those guys who would be right in the center moshing or sort of jumping off to the guy who was standing there looking very disapproving in in the uh sort of in the sort of kind of the perimeter and i was that guy it's like you know i'm gonna stand here and you fucking hit me with that fist, you're getting belted. I'm going to hit you back. And I'd stand there and you'd get these oh, guys who were just like, they'd be like, am I going to do it? And you just, you, it was like a, a game of chicken. It's like, is he going to fucking do it? Yeah. Sometimes you'd have to actually get out of the I, way because they're way I've bigger than I've got a little confession to make. No, I was never that guy. But um, I did Kung Fu. <laughs> or rather, more accurately, I was doing Kung Fu at the time. I then met Kalia, dropped out of it for many years and now just recently got back into it early this year. But I'll be there in the like... Not not in the mosh pit, because that's not my style, but on the edges of it. And every now and then, basically, I just kind of, some guy would be lurching towards me, and I'd just be blocking it like hell. <laughs> not thinking about it, just reacting. And, and part of me is thinking, this is bloody dangerous. And the next thing, and all, all the part of me is thinking, this is a bloody good practice. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you got this random fist flying there, and just you're acting on purely an instinct, just thinking, block and get out there, get out of the way. And it's just like, yeah, my instincts are okay. <laughs> get out but... the way, kid. Get out the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you ever say, like, oh, oh I know Kung Fu, jump in a, a mosh pit for a minute and see how yeah, they're yeah. Like, I, I think what I, what I always think was quite is quite cool in gigs. And, you know, I've been to... Uh, I appreciate this. That was kind of nerdy in its own way. But, you know, um, you know, a lot of nerds are into their heavy metal and things, so, or into rock yep. music at least. But... Um, when you go to gigs like, um, like I'm going to Machine Head gig, and I've seen this, you know, um, uh, Dave Grohl's done it in Foo Fighters and things like that, where you have people, you know, have bands, and there was always that sort of unwritten rule that if you did something, if you were in a mosh pit and somebody fell down, 
you you you, you picked yeah. them back up again. So anybody who was on the ground, yeah. you got picked up again. So I remember me knocking my ass a couple of times, uh, and there was always somebody there to pick you up and make sure you're okay. And I thought that was really awesome because it was like it was yeah. it was roughhousing, but there was sort of care in, in there as well. Um, but you would always get that dickhead again. Generally, the guy who was off his face and with his shirt off, who was um, you know kicking off. And I was in a yeah. gig where like. I remember uh, Rob Flynn from Machine Head stopping the gig and just having a go at this guy in the in the nice. in the mosh pit for being you know and I think he got him kicked out because he was just being an asshole and it's just like not in our gig get out yeah. and I think Dave Grohl did the same it's just like you're starting a fight you're being you're not you're not sort of it's not in the sort of what's the words uh the the not the theme the yeah mood yeah the mood of the the whole thing um yeah. you know rock music is sort of aggressive but it's sort of a an expression not a uh it, it's not yeah. actual sort of aggression and stuff no, it's not violent it's yeah not it's not violent, violent. And, and and so you got kicked out um and i i kind of yeah, well, like stuff I like remember that march no no yeah march 1999 seeing the fun criminals for the first time and cementing my opinion that they are the, the coolest uh, guys in rock and Basically, like I was about middle of the, the gig, yeah, rocking away to it, and basically um, the front man, Hugh Morgan, stopped the gig midway through and just sat lambasting this guy, going, "Dude, dude, what are you thinking about? Just stop! What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, go, dude, you're missing, you're missing the vibe up for everyone here. Come on, come on, dude, you're missing like, it up. Come, on, just stop it." Yeah, I've been, I've been playing gigs. You know, not like we play to loads of people and stuff, but when we play gigs and you've had sort of people who are just being assholes on the floor and you're just like, to the point where I actually, because I have sort of like um, a wireless sort of thing, I just stood on the dance floor with my guitar there um, just so this guy wouldn't fucking do anything and stuff because it was just like, he was going around throwing punches and things and I was just like, yeah, man, I didn't want to stop the flow of the gig, but it was just like, you know, it was annoying me that he was doing it. So threw myself in harm's way, as it were. (laughs) Yeah, I, I used to do light, light and sound for university. And way, way, way back in the depths of time. And uh, basically, at one time, we had to ask this um, band to get their lead singer off the dance floor because he was annoying the fuck out of us by basically being that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to name names uh, because the band were fairly fairly well known in the city but we had to basically just say can the rest of this band get their lead singer because he's been an effing tosser and that's not the sort of thing you want to kind of have to put up with when you're doing light and sound because you've spent the entire day putting up the entire lighting rig which is like this is before health and safety so we were up on like 30 foot high step ladders um mounting the lighting rig in the ceiling and we've been doing that all day, and we just want to chill out and enjoy the the, the night. And they've got some twat, and he just turned out to be the bloody lead singer of the next band. Yeah, well, I, oh, you do sake. get sort of like I, I remember sort of playing a gig. I can't get this is just turning into music talk, but I remember playing a gig, and I'll not name the band. Or should I name the band? It was a long time ago. Um, I'll okay. I'll not name. Uh, I'll not name the band of the guy he was in, but I'll name the band that we we were supporting and stuff like that. Right, so we were we were in support of band called Azrael, and um, we were f- we were sort of playing, and um, I I basically 
we, we had brought our own amps and stuff with this and the whole thing is like we weren't sure were we sharing cabs uh worded we they wanted to put as our heads and things like that and the and i said to the the sound guy i said you know what do you want me to do with my head do i want to do i take the guy so off do i put it on top blah 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 he said to stick on top all right no problems i went over stuck my head on top of the other guy's head and this fucking guy came over from the other band the other support band he says man what what the fuck are you doing it's just do you not do you not know who we are do you know just you know this band you know azure blah 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 and he's just like you know what? I'm not even sure if it was the band Azure, but whoever it was, they were just like giving me so much shit. And I and he uh, says, I don't want to be an asshole or anything. And I said, I don't want to stop you there, man, but you are being an asshole. All you had you all you could have done is just said, sorry, dude, that's not the way it is. I said, you know, I asked the sound guy, he told me what to do. I did the thing. Um you don't have to be a knob about it. And he went, well, you know, just sort of, just so you know and stuff, you know, and he was being all the big I am and stuff. And I was just like, Man, yeah, why, why, why are you, why are you that guy? And then that gig, some motherfucker stole my, um, uh, my cabs, my cab. Um, I lent, I, cause I, I was quite, I'd lent stuff. I'd lent stuff out and they lent my bloody speaker cable out. And I, and I went back yeah. to ask him and he went, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, man, I'll lend you a speaker oh, cable. Oh, I don't know where that is. I don't know. Sorry, man. And I was just like, right, not impressed with that shit. No yeah, no, 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 no. No, I mean, actually, well, I do want to bring you up on the point, actually. You said music isn't geek here. Now, I beg to differ. I mean, White Zombie, so you know, yeah, White Zombie did more human than human. Yep. Which more is human Blade than human. The, human, which is basically Blade Runner, the metal track. Yeah. No, I'm not Tons saying... Tons of references. It is. The um, music I, is. I'm not finished. Yeah, it is. It's massive. I am the Nexus One. I want my life fucking because I am done. Um, You've got Wednesday 13. Massive horror nerd. And he's done like Haddonfield, um, uh, Teenage Zombie, and also Die Sci-Fi, which is basically Alien, the metal track. <laughs> and yeah, basically there's... T- um, uh, Kung Fu by Ash. Okay, not as hardcore as uh, White Zombie or Wednesday 13. That is basically, I love Kung Fu movies. And <laughs> I, I can relate to it. No, I, no, I so, agree. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. There's a lot of bands that are, you know, completely nerdy. In the you know, look at, look at um, Led Zeppelin. A lot of their stuff is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, a lot of their stuff. The, um, the immigrant songs about... Uh, a Silmarillion about, yeah, it was about. about the the white sort of the um the, sil- the cinder and elves coming across or oh, again it's been a while since I've read Silmarillion but um you know it's about that that migration of elves and things like that and you know they've got stuff uh, a lot of Lord of the Ring references and stuff I'm not saying that music isn't inherently geeky because it is a lot of it it's just yeah. that when you're talking music and you're talking one specific genre, which is metal or or whatever, some people here listening to this podcast might go, "I have zero interest in in, in rock and roll or, or or heavy metal," and you having a mosh pit, and so that in itself is maybe not overly geeky. That was my sort of my, yeah, my point. Yeah, I mean, like um, Level Up Leroy does an entire geeky set of music, and with room to spare. I mean, like, yeah, I mean. He's just a cool guy, and yeah, he's a fan, fan, uh, friend of the show, and we must have him on again sometime to talk yeah, about yeah. music. There's a band but, called there's a band called a hardcore band called Horse the Band, and they use old school like emulators and stuff to have sort of like yeah, yeah. like old school music. So it's like hardcore beatdowns, but they have sort of like retro sort of kind of sounds and stuff in them, and that's all that's all pretty awesome. 
Um, also, one of my favourite tracks, and not playing this at all, is um, Fire It Up by Buster Rhymes, which is oh. basically the Knight Rider track. Yes. And I'm just a massive, I'm <laughs> that nerd. I'm like, this is cool, and this is hip-hop, and I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so back to uh, coronavirus, and yeah, yeah. I think that's where we kind of got on to sort of like gigs and things like that. Um there's Dragon Con at this moment in time on, yeah. um, and I've seen a lot of photographs in the, um, seen a lot of photographs in the group, the Dragon Con group, um, where people are still wearing masks. There still seems to be sort of, you know, I'm not sure what the restrictions are or what restrictions you needed to get to get into Dragon Con this year and stuff, but like, yeah. but there seems to be a lot of people still wearing masks. Like, now, I, I've not worn a mask in a while, in my, you know. I've not worn a mask in a, in a while and stuff like that. I've just sort of maybe slightly selfishly <laughs> gone, I'm double jabbed and yeah. fine. And I just sort of wandered around. Um, but there there was sort of a lot of people. Uh, in, in the end, if if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, for me, if somebody said stick a mask on or if a shop says wear masks, um, mm. I'd wear a mask. Yeah. Um, if it does, if it, you know, if it does, if you don't, it doesn't, you know, I don't think anybody at this moment in time is wearing a mask. And, you know, so far, I've been well, fine. Um, I was at a park today with some friends and children, and I was not wearing a mask because of free open air, I think the risk is extremely low. But when I go into a shop like does and do a weekly food shop or what have you, I will put a mask on. Yeah. It doesn't cost me anything. It makes yeah, me feel a bit you're, safer. You're right. So. Yeah, yeah right. it's not it's not that fair. Now I was at UK Games Expo um at this last month. Now and that was an interesting experience. They did have quite a few COVID restrictions in place. The aisles were wider, it's much bigger in terms of space. And they deliberately dropped the ticket numbers down just to kind of like you know, make sure it wasn't as crowded where before like you were busy elbowing people. Yeah, left yeah, and right yeah. just to get anywhere. Now it was much more spacious and you can move around quite easily. Uh, you had to have a mask on the entire time, apart from when you were eating or going outside into the kind of like the fresh air area of a river. Um, you had to have be, you have to have evidence of either being double jabbed or having a recent uh, test that came back negative. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you had to like to prove that you were using the NHS app. COVID-19 app just kind of, yep, okay, I'm fine. Let me in. Um, and that was fine. It was fun. It was it was great just to be around people again and talking about geek and um, gaming and just catching up with people I hadn't seen for like two years. And, yeah, it was just great. I mean, we have... Um, what I did find interesting was, like, there apparently was quite a few pings. There was a bit of a pandemic within... Um, following the UK Games Expo. But as far as I'm aware, the actual number of people that subsequently tested positive, um, I have not personally heard heard of anyone testing positive mm. following the UK Games Expo. Mm. Now, I'm not saying there weren't any, but I personally did not know it. So <laughs> as I see it from my own observations, which I am not a medical healthcare professional, neither am I in any way, shape or form a statistician or researcher but i go on purely on my observations is that the covid restrictions in place were able to mitigate the transmission of covid right and if that 
and that is in place and things we can meet up again. Fine. Because, I mean, we have got quite a few things coming up. Sci-Fi Weekend uh, was supposed to be next month in October mm-hmm. time. And that's been cancelled, put back until... Well, not cancelled, that's been put back until to next year. But we have got, like, World's Comic Con coming up with GMs of Art. So I'm dying to go and see that guy because this is the guy that created The Crow. Uh, we've got CEX coming up, uh, which has moved down to London, the bastards. Um, EGX is in got- London now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It was Birmingham. I know Birmingham was great for me because I literally just dragged yeah, it was, down it was to an hour for me there. and stuff. I don't know if it could be ours going all the way down to London. Like, I, you know, I go to MCM, but it's just like, I, I enjoy I, I enjoy EGX, but oh, fuck, is it in the Excel Center? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The Excel Olympia, one of those anyway, mm. but... Uh, but yeah, it's like it's under, I'm like sorry, no, I'm not going for that. Sorry, no, it's just too far for me. And also, I mean, it would have been getting the train down and being stuck in a carriage with a bunch of sweaty people mm-hmm. uh, for a few hours. It's like, yeah, no, nah, thanks. But we have got like where's Comic Con coming up, which is in Rec- uh, not in Telford, which is not in Wales. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Fantasy Con coming up. About this time, yeah, about next month. Oh, early, later this month, in fact, um, 24th. So that's in Birmingham, so I'm hoping to be down there for that. But again, that's stuff I can just drive to. Um, but yes, yeah, so things are gradually opening up. Events are starting to happen, and restrictions that will be in place to a greater or lesser degree. And things seem to be working out okay, fingers crossed. Yeah. Now, you know, things seem to be kind of, whilst they're not dropping as sharply as we'd like, but they are holding steady. Yeah, well, so, we've, got, we've got to see about all these variants and stuff like that, you know, just see what the score is. But it's like, um, exactly. It's, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of this. I don't think, no. I think it's just going to be a variation. Like, one thing I learned is something like COVID has been, is just a type of cold. Uh, and it's been known about since like you know the 60s or something like that you know it, there's diff- different thing mm. there's different sort of i saw I, I, it's one of the um there's like this guy on tiktok he's a doctor and he's he's like really interesting and he he's just doing this thing and they were going oh covid's been around for ages why didn't they tell about it tell us about it then it's just like because there's different strains of it and the yeah. first two or three are just the common cold and then you've got the one that, you know, is is now currently sort of kind of spreading around. And that's the sort of more, uh, the more dangerous one. And um, it's just sort of a variant of a cold. Um, yeah. Basically, we will never get rid of COVID. Unfortunately, it is here to stay. Yeah. However, we we have got you know, treatments in place now that have been shown to help. Um we found that being double jabbed at least prevents you from getting long COVID. It also reduces the risk of you exhibiting symptoms and also the severity of those symptoms. And in many ways, what we'll probably end up doing is have like a regular COVID job like you do with weekly food. Yeah, yeah, I think that's well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be the case. And that's fair enough. And just let me say again, there is no chips in the vaccines. Right, don't... Wake the fuck up. What I... I, You know... 
you're, I'd like to say each to their own and stuff, but anti-vaxxers yeah. are absolutely insane. If you don't believe in yeah. vaccines, then why, why there's, you, you got vaccinated as a child for different things. You know, there's no difference and yeah. it, it just boggles my mind. And of yeah. being sort of like on sites and stuff, like obviously uh, dating sites and things, it's like, if you're double job, don't, don't, um, how will they know? Honestly. I mean, I don't pick up five G. Yeah, but I don't have uh, I don't have Windows Human installed. I just, I just, it's, it's people being people being people, and it's just like I, I, what sort of kind of boggles my mind is I investigate fraud for a living. Um, I and and I have done for like thirteen years. Um, I'm I'm not say I'm completely clued into everything and stuff, but I've got a sort of a suspicious mind about most things. But it's like. I'm rational. There's a difference. You know, it's a rational yeah. thought with, you, you know, critical ana- yeah, critical analysis, critical analysis. But then there's so many people who are just like, uh, no, because the government want to do this and they, the, you know, the, he wants to do that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, where are you getting this from? Why? There's no yeah. basis to this whatsoever. You've been, you've been, um, immunized from like rubella and smallpox and, and all kinds of, you know, all kinds of things like that. When you were a kid, what's the difference? There's no difference. And it's just like you're. It's just another one because it's here. And the fact that you refuse to do it, uh, it's just you're literally the people in that movie before the before the zombies hit. You're basically the people who refuse to do it and then become zombies because you know that. And you don't see it. It's just it absolutely it's, boggles yeah, my it's brain. One of those things. I mean, I accept most people. Like people have to, um, you know, feed. Freedom to think what they want. I mean, yeah, it's a free world. They can do what they want. But when you're willfully endangering the lives of other people, that is when I draw the line. I think, nope. No, you're uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. And it's like, if... Again, if, if there was some sort of, you know, tangible evidence that said that the government were shipping vaccines or were trying to track you or were, you know, these vaccines were going to cause X, Y, and Z. You know what? I would. And to be honest, when I first, when it first happened, I remember talking to myself, uh, myself and my friend John. Again, he's more, he's a critical thinker. He really likes to sort of kind of challenge everything and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm not obviously sure I want to get these straight away because I don't know enough about them. And I was like, you know what? I'm the same. I'm not obviously sure I'm, I'm Freddy. But then I read about it. I found out a bit more about it. And I sort of kind of did my checks and went, okay, you know, on the balance of probabilities, yeah, th- this is probably for the best. And I didn't do all this fucking stuff this sort of like, oh my God, the government's doing this and blah, blah, blah. Well, you, but you know what annoys me is they probably voted for that government in the first place. And if they well, didn't... I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing as well. One point, the government is wanting to track you, but they're not going to put chips and vaccines. Yeah, the, 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 the government wants this, to track you. This is how they track already you. tracking Read you. the Investigative Powers Act. I have covered that for five years and have been repeatedly covering that. That is how they track you for your internet search history, for your emails, for your texts, for your uh, messages, through GPS, through your sat-nav, through um, Fitbits, yep. through uh, everything like that. And the thing is, and... lots, of, lots of people can, fi- can find you. It's like, I in my job, what I do, we find people. So, yeah. you know, like, I don't do as much because I've got some of the innovation stuff. But, you know, when I was doing my intelligence searches and things like that, you had things 
to find and I still have access to things that you know if you have literally add an email address a phone number uh, a name or something with, insurance number yeah you know, whatever there at some point in time yeah. on the internet I'll find you and yeah. I'll know what you're doing and each you, of us has a digital footprint yeah and that's it the, the worst the people you don't find are old people because they don't have a digital yeah. footprint because they've not they're been predated yeah they predated, predated all that stuff so they're the ones who are sort of generally you, you you won't find very much on but it's like you it's just if you want to, if people want to find like we we got this other bit of kit which is basically it's it's called i2 and it, 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 we've got a database for of intelligence so it's all the stuff that we get uh on dodgy people we only fill it up with people where there's tangible evidence of there being fraud. So they get that database gets filled with with bad guys basically, and we use that to make sure we link things in. And you link stuff in, and it gives you like a diagram. The the military and stuff use stuff like this as well, and it gives you like a little spider diagram showing links between different sort of uh, links between different entities and stuff like that. Now there's stuff that you can do within that which we're looking into, where you can get phone numbers. You can get um, sort of stuff through Skype, through WhatsApp. Well, WhatsApp is meant to be encrypted, but there's obviously, because Facebook owns it and things like that, there's stuff, you know, and if you use any of these things, there's way to find it. And what happened, like they showed us a demo of it and they literally, you put in, and they put in a phone number and that phone number linked to a Facebook page that gives a foot give us uh use the face facial recognition stuff to go well because of that phone number and we think that name this person is probably this person and it did all these different things going through all the different sort of things that person had on the internet or used like that so it's like unless you have zero footprint on the internet which very few modern contemporary people will have unless you're sort of a complete luddite you're you're gonna get you're going to get nabbed. And again, if you've got a phone, they're going to get you. And yeah. so, you know, having a job's not going to do any difference. <laughs> it's like, if your government wants to track you, they will. And the thing is, in the end, if you've got a government that you fear and you think, so it's like, well, why do you, why do you vote for them? Or if you yeah. don't vote, vote for a different party. Because you generally, invariably, you've got two types of people who sort of kind of do this. You've either got the people who don't vote, who, who kick off about this stuff. And yeah. then you're like, but you don't vote. This is what, and you know, not, they're, not all gonna, the same. Not they're all the same. The, yeah, if you're not going to engage the democratic process, <laughs> then you have no right to complain. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, in the end, you're creating that situation. And if they did vote, um, they probably voted the party that's there in anyway. And then they don't yeah. trust them. So what, you voted for them? And it's just like, I don't understand. And it's just like you're you're coming up because some Facebook man told you, and then because you want you you've got this sort of pseudo. And I'm not saying they're unintellectual; they're just misguided. It's yeah. not like there's a lot of intelligent people, and I've got you know I've got a few people on my Facebook page, and I'm sure some of them may may or not may not sort of watch this and see that. It's just like, and they just challenge things wrong and it's like there's nothing wrong with being challenging there's nothing wrong with having a critical analysis of what is going on in the world you should challenge things you should challenge everything that's going on you shouldn't accept everything as a norm but just you can't you can't be blind to the reality or to the practicalities or to the rational rationalization of it all it's like just because you think that's right doesn't mean you're right you know, you could be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. And it's one thing I always say when I do my history stuff, this is like, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. You learn from it and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you've got a view 
and you do your research, if you've got your route and even maybe spouted off about it and you've done your research and you're wrong, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All the, the only Except thing that's going to get hurt there wrong. is a bit of your pride. Learn from it. Yeah, exactly. You learn from it. And it's just like, you know what, I, I've, I try now. I used to be when I was, um, this is a bit of a segue, but when I was, I was younger, if I was wrong about something, you know, you'd fight to the death and you were yeah. just like, you know, uh, and you'd fight that case simply because that's just the way, you know, your pride yeah. would hurt too much. It's like, oh, I can't be wrong. Uh, so I, I will double down and thing. And, it, and more recently, and I'll say in the last sort of, especially doing history and things, more in the last sort of kind of five to ten, 10 years, I'd say, I've been more open to being wrong and not being you're not feeling too bad about it or being called on something. And so like, as much as it hurts, if somebody tells you you're wrong and you realize you are wrong, it's just like, shit, I feel like an idiot, but that's the yeah. worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. And then you can turn around and go, you know what? I was wrong. And I look at back, I look back at stuff I've written on Facebook and I go, fuck it hell. I was so wrong there. And, you know, and I'm happy to sort of change my view on things and stuff like that. And if somebody calls it up and says, well, that's just the way it is. I've learned. Yeah. I've moved forward. I'm a progress. I've progressed. I've evolved as a person. I'm not this sort of entrenched troglodyte who has no sort of view on how sort of things should evolve and how human beings should, you know, better themselves. You know, I'm not going to just entrench myself in something that's false. If it's false, it's false. And there's a lot of stuff that I would say I, I've learned as a child that I thought, you know, was very close to me. And I've learned, that's, that's wrong. You know, I yeah. can't, you know, big thing. I, I come from Northern Ireland. Religion was is a big thing over there. And I'm an atheist. And I remember the point where I decided that I was like, this is bullshit. I can't, I don't believe in this. No, I, I, no I'm not going to say bullshit because I don't believe in it. I, you know, I just, there, there, there's two, there was, I was basically, because I was doing history and there was too much stuff going on. I, I understood where it was all coming from. I was reading books. I was watching stuff on Darren Brown. Um, I was watching loads of documentaries, reading loads of books about it. And I says, I cannot reconcile myself with what I'm learning in history, what these books are telling me, uh, what I'm learning on sort of the internet and things like that. And therefore, I just went, I'm... I'm just going to have to give it up. That was painful. I remember yeah. the day it happened and my heart was just like, you're never going to see your loved ones again. This, that, the other, all this other stuff came flying through, all that stuff. And you have to sort of fight through it and just go, but that's the truth. Or at least as yeah. far as close to the truth as a rational man can get. There is no evidence. Therefore, I have to, you know, I have to accept where the science is. And that's what you should do. And it hurts. But that's the be best way to be a better person, I say. You know, just yeah. don't hold this sort of pride thing inside you and stuff. You know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And you just have to sort of, you just have to deal with it and stuff, you know. And I'm not, you know, there's the whole Richard Dawkins thing on that. You know, you, you can't be an out-and-out -out atheist because you cannot prove categorically yeah. that there is no God but it's agnostic with a leaning towards atheism, basically. Yeah. So you're agnostic to the point where it is atheism, but it's not um, in that way. And I, I cannot prove 100% that there is not a God, but there's enough evidence, enough scientific proof in my mind um, with historical sort of, um, you know, with historical proof to back it up to say, I don't believe in this. Um, therefore, until it's proven, I'll just go the way it says. And the thing is, if somebody turned around to me and proved that there was an entity, there was a God, there was something, I would fully accept it. 
I, yeah. I have no doubt there would be no. <laughs> I'm an atheist. I will not. I will not accept you, God. And that's not how it works. In the end, I would. I would yeah. gladly. I would gladly accept that. You know, I like the idea of the world having magic in it and having things like that. Yeah. But for me, magic comes from like physics and science and the unknown yeah. and stuff like that. And then it's like, um. Well, I mean, there's that line from Ghostbusters, like, you know, um, I think Ghostbusters 2, where, like, you know, there are things in this universe that go way beyond human understanding. And I think that's really, that's that's where the fascination lies. I mean, yes, we don't understand. We've kind of, you know, nailed down most things, but there's still things we do not understand. That fascinates me, not just hand waves away. It's just, it's magic. No, no, no. Let's find the basis. Let's kind of hammer down and find what, you know, disease, like, you no. Know, um, was it, was like, it, what they're doing in what they're doing in CERN, the Large Hadron Collider, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. What? Hey, was was it David? Ah, oh, I forget his name. It was David Alt? Was it? Was that the guy's name? Uh, he was in. He was on the No No uh, No Sleep podcast. Was it David Alt? Is that his name? The fella who yeah. we had yeah. on, um, and he did physics. Um, uh, as one of his sort of kind of, I think he's got a PhD in in, in astrophysics or something like that, and he, I, I, I hope it's David Alton. I haven't got his name wrong. I think it is, um, but um, I remember talking to him about um, we were on the podcast and we were talking about sort of like ghosts and atheism. You know, I was basically going on about the way it was for me was because Northern Ireland is so messed up with religion, yeah. hence why I probably am an atheist because you know i just you know that a reaction to it yeah and he uh was talking about because he does ghost tours and stuff and i was like i don't believe in ghosts i think it's rubbish and he said why and then he just sort of kind of like and this is a guy who's done sort of astrophysics and things like he says why and i said well because you know there is no there there's no proof of anything of like a ghost of a ghost uh particle so anything that when you die sort of comes out and becomes sort of whatever is a spiritual entity or things like that and he sort of said says yeah but you know that's that might be true but there's no proof that there isn't you know science is something that is perpetually sort of evolving and finding things and that's not to say that within the quantum level or something like that there couldn't be things like that and it's like yeah you know what and i accepted straight there you know what yeah i'm not going to call it bullshit I'll just yeah. say I don't believe in them because at this moment in time I have no proof that there is. Um, but th- you're right, there could be. Um, but until that is proven to me, then I'm not going to sort of believe that. Um, and so I'm the same view when it comes to sort of religion. I'm pretty confident there isn't. I would like there to be. Um, you know, I would like to see my father again. I'd like to see my loved ones again and stuff like that. But in the end, my mind, I can't there is no there's no evidence for for that and therefore i have to accept that it you know for the grand you know 99% chance in my mind there isn't and therefore i just have to accept that um but that's not to say again some there is something within physics that can sort of will prove that differently so i you know if people want to have that belief and if they want to have that understanding then all part of them and i i you know i can i can come across quite militant sometimes when it comes to religion and it's not about people who are religious i've got some friends who are religious and i i, I you know 
I think it's great because they're not preachy. They just have their strong beliefs in these things yeah. and that that's brilliant. It's the ones, and I think this sort of segues back to what we were talking about originally, is it's when things, you know, about people who do stuff that will hurt other people. And it's it's going back to Northern Ireland. So it's like where you're imposing beliefs on people yeah, I, I like you know, and then imposing you know, not getting jobs. You're, yeah, you're legislating morality. Yeah, exactly, and it's the same. Like you know, you're not you know, you not getting injections will hurt people and make things worse. You teaching creationism in schools. Yeah, that's a step hurts. Is, you know, and for me, creationism is the is is absolutely insane, and I don't care where it comes from. I know sort of. Um, you know that you know any any religion. If you believe the world is only six thousand real years years old or younger, you're you're wrong, and you shouldn't be teaching that because it's yeah. wrong and it can be proved categorically that's not true. So you're basically Common telling religion. lies. That you're you're telling lies to people. So it's just like I refuse to accept that, and that's why I get militant, and that's why I get angry because you're teaching people lies and people spite stuff like that, and it's just rubbish. It's like you literally running around believing like the Easter Bunny and things oh it's the same thing you know you wouldn't do that you wouldn't go and teach your child after a certain age that Santa exists or the Easter Bunny exists and stuff like that because they get ridiculed they get yeah. made fun of uh, it would be insane but yet they still can go around and go well the world's flat and it's 6,000 years old no it's not it's not and it can be proven very categorically and it's just like that that's what gets me anger i have nothing against people being religious and i think if you live your life in a moral way and you're a good person and i've got you know i always bring up one of my mates called alistair mcnally i went to school with he he is a very religious person um we've had our sort of back and forths and stuff because i don't believe but he is a good person and he doesn't try to convert he he preaches to his he's got i think he, he yeah, I think he might actually be a priest, but he sort of kind of um, preaches just be, and there's people who believe and stuff, and he doesn't try and sort of kind of force it upon you. And you know, he has his belief, and it makes it. He's a good person because of it, and he believes in that. That's all part was, of him. Yeah, I was spe- I was speaking to Caroline Simcox um, recently. Uh, she's the vicar of Fairford, uh, and um, she's also a bit of a geek. And I was talking to her about Star Geek Universe and about Star Galactica. And one thing she said to me that really stood out was like her faith is not independent of science. Her faith and science must be mutually compatible. Okay, so she's uh, intelligent design then. Um, no, no, she's she basically like she, she believes in like no, yes, she believes she's a devout, devout. You know, she is a, a vicar. She just happens to believe like in science as well. Yeah, well, so you got like a lot of the Church of England, and I think this is you know. Church of England have sort of kind of evolved their views on things from, you know, you know, God created everything to God basically give evolution a bit of a nudge to sort of help it sort of kind of go yeah. along, uh, move along. And, you know, if you're going to believe in something that's, you know, it's not a bad theory, you know, it's it's effectively the, um, the progenitor sort of kind of belief, you know, um, yeah. somebody's come along, sort of kind of went zap and, you know, budged things along. And you know what? It, it it could have been. God could be an alien from another race. He's come along and just went, oh, there's some soup over there, boop, and done something and it's come along. You never know. 
Which yeah. is basically the plot of Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah, that's true. Um, to- <laughs> that's another good segue. Me and my brother are playing Aliens uh, Fireteam Elite and we're, el- we're on the Prometheus ship, or, you know, the ship from Prometheus, all little jars and things like that. And uh, So yeah, the Prometheus size of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. Very active uh, discussion about religion. On, you know. There you go. We went from one sort of like one extreme in music to... But we are varied. You know, we are not just singular geeks. And yeah. we, we have like a range of interests that goes way beyond just science fiction. And I think that's, that's true of everyone. People are not just into sci-fi or the into star trek they have their own interests outside of the world of geekery and that's it's just human nature can i can i ask you something so this we were talking about this um briefly before um we we came on here do you have a you know as a nerd and this is this is going to be proper geeky stuff um and as people you know people will be able to see behind me um my my sort of kind of walls of um nerdery and stuff and it you know it, it's pretty sort of i'm sure i could turn this around and stuff you, you know you've got board games you've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on um there's loads you know we've got aliens pulse rifle they got sort of we'll call it i you know i love my shiny things i love yeah. you know nerdy stuff and in certain ways it's a bit of compulsion uh it's like there, if i like something uh, especially the way I am, I'm just sort of quite zoned into it. And it's just like, I need all of that stuff because if I don't have all of it, then it's going to go blah, 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 blah. And I, I sort of kind of does my head in. And then I feel guilty because I've got it. I'm going through a bit of a stage, call it a midlife crisis, crisis, if you will. I'm 40. Um, and I'm sitting in here in my glorious man cave, which I love, I love. But I'm getting to this point where I'm just like, do I need all of mm. this stuff and is there a limit on what you should do now when i when i you know if you had asked me last year i'm like no uh i'd be like hammering like my big boxes my kickstarters would still be rolling in i'd be getting loads of stuff and i just like i just need a bigger room for all my stuff i don't sort of care but i'm getting to the point now where i'm just like you know what i'm not i'm not playing this yeah i'm not using that um i don't ever this and what it was right i had sort of um i'd been out and i'd left the door in this room open and i'd left boz in and boz had heard something or whatever and what he had ever done is he charged over into the back of that window there where the curtains are jumped up on it and started kicking off now in that window there are knights from uh warhammer 40,000 there was about five no there's about seven of them um two of them were painted which you know and i don't i paint stuff but i didn't paint you know and i painted one of them and he destroyed the one that was painted um and he destroyed one of the other ones which i was partially painted and i came back and i walked in and i saw the destruction above me and i my initial thought was like i should be absolutely mortified that these things have been destroyed but I didn't care. Mm. I didn't care. And it was that moment, it was that moment because I didn't care that I went, I didn't need these things in the first place. Yeah. I haven't used them in years. Yeah. Um, they were just there. Like, it, it's upsetting because it was one of the ones that was painted, you know, and, you know, painting stuff, I like having the things so I can display them and stuff, but it was like, I never used them. 
him destroying them was just like and i'm just like oh. i threw one out i just went and i stuck it in the bin and i had no sort of wow. um you know and it was just like do i need all of this stuff and does it make me happy and so that's an interesting sort of kind of thing it's just like you know yeah it's for me i mean that's it um I like a lot of board games, but I go through phases of which games I play. And I will not necessarily keep a game that I do not play. I mean, um prime example is uh when oh crap, the name of it. Um Steampunk war game. It's completely skipping my head. Oh, but yeah, basically, war game came out. I was really into it. Some of me and my mates were. I'd gone into the um, uh, the, uh, the Covenant of Antarctica and had this big fleet. Oh, a dystopian wars. Thank you. Yes. I had a dystopian and, wars fleet. Yeah. Yeah. And we played it. We really enjoyed it. And then we kind of realized that the first turn took about two hours to play. And it, it was really <laughs> slow game, and we started losing interest in it. And we got the second edition. Thought we'll give it a try, and oh yeah, it's even faster. Oh, this is faster. Yeah, the first turn took an hour and three quarters to play. Yeah. And it was one thing where we just kind of stopped playing it, and then basically I've got this nicely painted fleet, and I'm like, well, I'm not playing it. Why and it's very nice, but I'm not playing it, so I just sold it and I didn't have any cards now. Um, because the game was pretty much unplayable. Now, having said that, um, uh, I still got all my mechs from Mech Warrior Age of Destruction because that is a really good game. Now, it's no longer supported now. Whiz Kids have got bought out and went under. Um, but I've got all the rules, I've got all the symbols, but I'm just basically put it away in a little box and it's there for when I want to play it. Um, and again, like board games. Um... What about your RPGs? So you you get a lot of RPGs through the review and stuff like that. <laughs> would you are, are they something you would keep even yeah. if you didn't play them? Well, that's a nice segue. Hang on a second. He's games. I I go through phases with role playing games. I mean, I've got. Games like Earth Dawn and Shadowrun that I've been wanting to play, but never got around to playing it. Mm. But the, and there's games that I love like Mage, I absolutely adore Mage, so I'm going to keep those books. D and D, love that game, and I'm playing it with the family, so again, I'm going to keep it. They've got loads of books in the same room, but they're it's not just they've good rules, but also it's a good artwork. So there's some mm. I'll keep, but some which I don't play, um, which I'll probably just get rid of. I mean. Frankly, MechWarrior Third Edition is no longer supported. I'm not playing it now because it's very gritty system, like very, very heavy real system. But also, but I'm not going to sell it on the grounds that the book is trashed. <laughs> now, the segue is that Geek Pride has got a brand new, completely sealed, still in cellophane, completely untouched, unopened untarnished copy of the Colonial Marines Operation Manual for Alien, the role-playing game. Check that review. I loved it. It's a great addition. If you want to play Aliens, play Colonial Marines in a full-on Aliens campaign, that is the book for you. Really, it is just 
fantastic. Oh, we haven't done a giveaway. Like, we haven't done a giveaway in a while. We used to do that one where you get some orange yeah. Fanta or something. I <laughs> think we were offering orange well, Fanta up at one point in we time. We're going to have a bit more than just an orange Fanta. <laughs> we are getting this. Now, I think for this giveaway, we've got to just like, you know, you've got to share it, like, subscribe. All right, I'll, I'll sort something. Like maybe sort of like um, following the podcast or, or get some more follow people. Follow the podcast. Basically, follow follow Geek Pride on your social media of your choice, Twitter, Facebook. Like us, share us, get the word out of here, and we will kind of put in a raffle, and one of you will get this. It's a beautiful and book. And trust me. Absolutely beautiful it book. It is fucking awesome. It is, it's got work, it's got... Now, speaking to the Free League guys um, at UK Games Expo, and one thing they said is they do not approach role-playing game books as just a role-playing game. They approach them as art books. Yeah. And that is absolutely true in the case of the, the Clone Marines operation. The artwork is just fantastic. The just sheer aesthetics and layout and set out and design the book is just purely yeah, th- really good see i think books are slightly different in that way as if they do have good artwork you know it's again i don't get rid of books because i kind of like ones because history stuff i generally reread anyway uh but the sort yeah. of geeky stuff um you know the artwork and things like that is sort of thing i suppose it's the same with like the stuff i get rid of um here is stuff like one i've just I've got maybe something that's similar and I've just never played it or like all my 40k stuff like and I, and I, I like I like for I'm sort of slightly falling out of love with it because you know there's so much of it now and it, it just sort yeah. of you know it, it's becoming quite bloated um I've got to the point that, where well, I'm like that, that's why I want to get into fire team Kill Team, sorry. Yeah. Where it's basically, it's a skirmish. I really like skirmish game. I don't want mass combat where you've got like multitudes of tanks and hordes of infantry. Because that just gets boring. It's rolling dice after dice after dice. I want something very tactical. See, I, very I don't... finite and... I like the idea of an epic game. Now, for me, um, and I've said this to so many of my friends, like there was a game, do you remember the game Epic? Which was basically Warhammer forty yep. K. Yeah, with real, like five, six millimeter guys, you know, tiny. I love that yep. game because in my mind, especially as a child growing up, Warhammer was this massive galaxy spanning, huge yep. armies sort of thing going on, yeah. And when you first start playing forty K, it was skirmishy. There wasn't many guys. And I can so it's like, oh, it's a smaller scale version of that. But because as time's gone on, they've went, oh, we want all these different units in, and they've yeah. upped the scale of it to the point where you have to spend a lot of money and you can't really use everything that you've got because, yeah. you know, a lot of the games, you're never going to get past a 2,000-point game generally, especially in competition. You're never going to get yeah. past that. And I like, and I, you know, they've got um, Adeptus Titanicus now, which is basically brought it back. So it's t- Titans. Now, if they brought Epic back, where they basically made um, small versions of the you know tanks Unix. land raider you know, yeah. they brought it brought it back brought the infantry back brought tanks i would i i think i'd sell most of my 40k stuff i'd maybe keep some of my space wolf stuff because you know it's near and dear to my heart but i'd maybe use it for painting and not playing and then i would just do epic because that way i could get my scale without breaking the bank and without yeah. sort of feeling like i had you know loads and loads of stuff to sort of deal with and i think that's where that's where i would go yeah um, well, i mean it's kind of like it's um 
it's how much you play and how much it's ratio of like how much you play it and how much space it takes up yeah. now i mean example is like zombie side i've got zombie side and zombie side um the mole one and it was okay but it's getting very samey and there's so many zombie sides out there thinking well i only want one mm. and the invader one which is basically the aliens version of yes yeah, yeah you might see a pattern developing here in regards to me i thought well i'm going to sell off the zombie side kit and the the, the uh, toxic city mall one and just get invader and they're basically i've got my zombie side fix but with aliens and yeah. colonial marines, not colonial marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this stuff like, um, for example, is my wife and I went on holiday, obviously, um, last week. And we basically, I took with me like Manchester Madness. I love that game. It is basically Call of Cthulhu, the role playing game as a board game. And I absolutely adore it because it really nails the kind of like Lovecraftian Cthulhu mythos spot on. But by the time we put all the kids to bed, we had no time left for games. Yeah. And so we just ended up, rather than playing, like, I thought, oh, damn it. Like, it was, this shortest one takes about two hours to play. And I thought, well, sweet God, midnight, I'm going to be getting, getting up early to go out and do stuff. So, why? So, in the end, we just played um, Lovecraft Letters, okay. which is basically the same Cthulhu fix, but in a much shorter and tighter time frame. And it's one of the things of, well, with all my, I'm not going to get rid of matches and matches because they are a great game. It's, I love playing that game, but I might get rid of say, um, what was it? Uh, Betrayal uh, at the House on the Hill. Yeah. Again, that's a very fun game, but it's very similar to Manchester Madness. And do I need two games that are similar? Yeah, like I got, I got a load of stuff upstairs that I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to sell. Um, yeah. there's certain things like I'll keep so I've got like first edition hero quests and stuff which I probably oh. never play but it's yeah. because it's a nostalgia type thing yeah. I've got like first edition sort of like sort of second edition talisman I've got talisman at all the expansions to second edition again I will never play these but because they're like quite retro and stuff from my childhood I'd have them lots um, of memories to attach to it yeah exactly but then there's like even new stuff like I bought, uh, it's called Agents of Mayhem, and it's basically... Smirsh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it, it's basically, what's that called? Uh, that computer game, uh, Saints Row type thing. And it's yeah. basically, like, it, the concept pretty good, because you've got like destructible buildings, and there's 3D buildings and things like that. And I, was, I like the idea of that. But I said, I'm never going to play that. I just got it because it looked cool. I'm never going to play it. And yeah. so it's well, just sat there in its box and yeah. I, get I, got, yeah. I got the aliens, uh, the actual aliens board game up there. Uh, aliens, another ghost in the call. And I've read the rules and the, it looks great. It's fantastic. But you've got to assemble all the Marines and all the alien figures. Ah, you see, Pete, I, I was the same. That's one of the reasons I was just like, I've got too much grey plastic and yeah. stuff on sprues. I hate building stuff. That's why I quite like sort of like X-Wing and... Yeah, um, all, all pre-painted, all yeah, done. All, yeah, even the cool minis are not stuff like the Age, uh, Age of Ice and Fire game. I yeah. love, I love that game. I've got loads of it. All comes pre-assembled and uh, it yeah. sort of, I love it. MechWarrior Age of Destruction did that. They all come pre-assembled, completely painted and basically it was just like, already in the box for to play yep and uh, just that i just 
having all those foods, have to like literally, there's like 40, 50 foods that you have to kind of assemble. And these are not just like, you know, touch an arm or a leg. No, this is literally, you have to touch the head. Yeah, yeah. Or like kind of reassemble the alien, which is like, no, it's multiple limbs and a tail and hope it doesn't fall apart. We well, see, I what I do know is um, I wait until somebody's selling it already yeah, pre-built. Wise. So I have the Aliens game now, but I got it pre-built. So he, the guy oh. who sold it, he sold it for effectively what was the same price as it, yeah. it went out, but it was all, he's built everything. So I don't have to build the stuff so I can now play that game with it all built. And um, I was like, because again, I'm the same. Like I got that cursed, um, cursed city. It was a new Warhammer quest. Oh, yeah. and, and then I was just like, why? Because it, it's got so much stuff that's going to need to be built. And I, you know, I've got so much stuff that I, you know, and I don't mind building things, but on, you know, now and again, just sort of kind of building the odd stuff. But I, again, yeah. that's another thing I've done. I've just got rid of a load of, I had loads of tanks and things, 40k tanks and things. And I was just like, I am never going to build these. I'm just going to, I'm just getting rid because I'm never going to build them. I don't need them. Um, And yeah. every now and again, I like building the odd thing. And then we can sort I you know I can play with it but it's like yeah um I think like with like the time being such you know like a resource like a limited resource at the moment like leisure time yeah you don't want to kind of unless you kind of like you know the tactile sensation of building something if you're a gamer you just want to play the game then have you kind of spend time actually you know putting the game together and then having to play it just feels a bit yeah. you know just like, wasted time almost I, yeah I see the thing is I don't build unless I'm doing something. So when I'm yeah. building things, I'm always watching, I'm binge watching. I'll only do it when I'm binge watching something on Netflix or something like that. Mm. And that, because my mind can zone out and I can just sort of, I'm building and sort of watching something on the TV. And that's generally when I'll do my, and it doesn't bother me that way and stuff. I hate, I would never build something um, so you know, sit there and just build something on its own. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Um Maybe if I was making like a diorama or something like that, and I had a bit more yeah. in, in, in. But if for just the sake of I want to play with these guys, nah, I'm not. I'm gonna yeah. do it. So I will generally now buy stuff that's already built. Um, again, I know they appreciate the whole thing. It's about conversions and being able to sort of kind of yeah. make different things. I, but like, I do a personal touch to it. Yeah, if I. I'll do that, you know, because I got some stuff and I have created sort of, you know, some Space Wolfy things from the new Primaris range and stuff, but it's just like, all right, I'm done now. I don't want to do any more. Uh, I'm out. And uh, I understand some people have some beautiful armies and stuff, but it's like a 40K is just like, especially, there's just so much, there's such a big range out there that you're never going to be able to use all of because of the size of it. And yeah. That's what it's crying out for Epic to come back, you know, for it to be Epic Armageddon or whatever it was. I mean, basically, in the sheer scale of it, uh, 40k has become Epic, essentially, just in sheer amount of the size of your armies. And there's no need for it. I mean, bring back 40k back to being a skirmish game. I mean, that's why I want to play Kilting, because that's a skirmish game. And that is like, you know literally about 10 units max yeah well that's units. that's it you know and you got like necromunda and things like that and i'm kind of glad they're they're going for that sort of thing yeah um and i do i've got necromunda gang um i've got kill team and stuff but again it's just not something i i don't know i'm just sort of going through one of those stages at the minute <laughs> where i'm just like i need to sort of need to get rid of some things declutter, a declutter yeah and there's some stuff and you know i'm not going to ever get rid of and things like there's certain things which i will never get rid of but it's just like for yeah. example like 
my X-Wing stuff over there and I've got a lot of X-Wing stuff and I've got a lot of Armada stuff and I love Armada. Star Wars Armada is yeah. an amazing game. Um, but they're actually stopping, well, not supporting it. They're just not going to be building and it's, making yeah, any... It's, they're still supporting it. They're just not developing anything new for yeah. it. Which doesn't Which doesn't it... stress me out because that means I don't have anything else to buy. Yeah. Uh, and I can keep my collection as it is. I've got all the rules and things like that so I can carry, I can play it when I want to. X-Wing brought out a new version um, and the new yeah. version had um, sort of like different sort of a certain different mechanic and you could buy um conversion kits so you could convert your ships into this new version and the sort of kind of i need to do this sort of thing in my mind the the nerd side of me the compulsion was like you need to get conversion kits for everything you've got just in case i was like man you have never you've you've no i don't know about you've played that game about four times it's a good game but you're not going to play enough to justify buying all those conversion kits and stuff all you've got them is because they're nice models. They're good models. They're pre-built. They're pre-painted. They look nice on a shelf. And now and again, you can play. And if you do play, just play the old version. You're not going to competitively play, so you yeah. don't need to play the the, the newer version of that's, it and stuff. That's exactly what I did. Um, basically, I I was buying the Rebels from the first edition of X-Wing. And then they just said, well, no, we've got second edition now, and all your fleet is now you know, out of, you know, no longer viable. And just like, well, I'm sticking with first edition because yeah. I enjoyed the game, but I don't I don't enjoy doing that much to kind of spending it again. So basically me and my kids have played. Um, my daughter's got the um, Millennium Falcon up in her bedroom. And my my um, my eldest son has got some X-wings up in his bedroom. Yeah, they're great. They're great, especially you know for kids. You're playing with your kids yeah. and stuff. It's you know, it's think it's the competition side of things that sort of maybe yeah. No, sort of, no. And it's just like, and I went through that stage of I need to get conversion kits for everything. And the only time I think I'm now going to get conversion kits maybe is if they were like super cheap. And it, yeah. it's, you know, you literally just be getting new cards and things. But as it is, I don't play it enough to sort of justify it. And I'm not too stressed about it anymore. Um, yeah. I just sort of kind of as it is. I love it because it's Star Wars, and yeah. it's this thing. I've got Star Wars Legion again. The only thing that sort of kind of prevents me from doing more Star Wars Legion, I've got a fair bit of it, is because you have to stick all the stuff together, and it's just yeah. like. Uh, but if they brought out a Armada version of Star Wars Legion, so you could get Arats and you could get, oh, nice. um, you yeah. know, you know, you could get sort of like units of guys. And some there's a forum I'm on on Facebook, and they have um like 3D prints of uh Star Wars Legion stuff, but on the same scale, epic scale. And I was like, man, they need to make this game. I would throw all my money at this game. I would uh, literally, it's just amazing because it's, again, the scale of it's there. You know, it's like you've got, you know, you've got literally adats and you've got, you know, you got everything to scale and you know it's the scale that you could even bring in sort of some of the x-wing stuff and it's just like that would be amazing they need to do this that would be so good but they've not done it and it's just like well there you go and i don't play enough sort of legion to sort of kind of justify getting that much more anymore for it so i'm just left yeah so yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money, time, age. Yeah, it's about we're coming up for tw- an hour and twenty. Yep. 
I think I'd better get going, unfortunately. No probs, no probs. Um, it's basically, it's the first day back at school with the kids, and they're a bit restless. Ah, I understand. So I'm really, really sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody, we'll, we'll leave it there, because uh, Pete has to go. And uh, I'm, I'm currently watching Hitch, for no apparent reason. So I'll just carry on watching that okay. um but for tonight uh thanks very much everybody i appreciate people who've been watching and listening to myself yep. and pete rant about uh, ourselves life uh, <laughs> but being much muchly appreciated um yep. for me i've been matt geary and with me has been peter ray allison good night everybody, good night, everybody. Bye.